Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, and welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Leah, and I am joined by podcast contributor Rachel, and we are reviewing Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Rachel, do you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? Yep. Bearded bad boy Barber Knox prefers to live his life the way he takes his coffee, alone. Unless you count his basset hound, Waylon. Knox doesn't tolerate drama even when it comes in the form of a stranded runaway bride. Naomi wasn't just running away from her wedding. She was riding to the rescue of her estranged twin to knock him out Virginia, a rough around the edges town where disputes are settled the old fashioned way, with fists and beer, usually in that order. Too bad for Naomi, her evil twin hasn't changed at all. After helping herself to Naomi's car and cash, Tina leaves her with something unexpected. The niece Naomi didn't even know she had. Now she's stuck in town with no car, no job, no plan, and no home, with an 11-year-old going on 30 to take care of. There's a reason Knox doesn't do complications or high-maintenance women, especially not the romantic ones. But since Naomi's life imploded right in front of him, the least he can do is help her out of her jam. And just as soon as she stops getting into new trouble, he can leave her alone and get back to his peaceful, solitary life. At least that's the plan, until the trouble turns to real danger. Okay, so this was released January 13th of 2022, and the tropes are small town, damaged hero, grumpy sunshine, runaway bride, and it is definitely a rom-com. And the put-out percentage was 44%. Um, Let's just talk first thing about the length of this beastly book. Now, Lucy Score writes a big book, but it does not feel long. Like there's so much happening on the page without any like fillers or useless things that are happening that you don't even feel like you're reading 500 plus pages. I completely agree. So I you know, I read this book in KU, didn't really pay attention to how many pages there were, because like you said, it didn't feel mm-hmm. super long. And then I got the paperback. <laughs> and that thing it is, is thick. thick. It's like, it's so big. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how all of her books are. So I should they, not well, be surprised. And I, feel like, I feel like with her, they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, like every time she writes a book. Like that's I have a so couple true. on my shelf and I'm like, Oh, she just keeps adding pages, but she is one of the few authors that like, when you get to page 500, you're like, oh man, like there's only a little bit left. Like she stuffed so much in there, but I think part of her draw is the cast of characters that surround her hero and heroine at all times. Yeah, I completely agree. She's great at writing those supporting characters. Like, there's always, like, quite a few, mm-hmm. and they're super involved without kind of taking away from the main mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. And she's done that in every book, but I think she did it especially well in this one. Well, and one thing I like about her small town series is the the town itself becomes a character like knock him out itself like the town is such a a focal point and the the members of this town like it it's like an entity all of in itself yes that's so true and with a name like knock him out 
Like, how can it not? <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I almost Googled it to see if it is an actual like real town because I live in Pennsylvania and we have some really bad town names. Like there's intercourse, Pennsylvania and, um, things like that. Like there's like, like just leave it there. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, but there are like three or four different towns like that, like in my state that are like, just, I mean, they're fun names, but they're really bad at the same time. So I'm curious if knock them out is real or if she's like, Ooh, cause I think she actually lives somewhat close to intercourse, Pennsylvania. So maybe she's like, I'm going to take this like crazy, like named stuff and just roll with it. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about Knox a little bit first. So he is, he is arrogant. He is closed off. He is a guy who feels like money, like giving money to people is the solution to all of his problems and their problems, but he is such a cinnamon roll. He is. Uh, honestly, at the beginning, I was like, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how am I going to like him? Because he was well, so arrogant. He was. And the first but, thing that he does is he yells at her. Like, he doesn't even say hi to her. He just starts yelling at her. Right. And she's such a sweetheart. You're like, dude, what is your problem? But he is such a cinnamon roll. Like, once mm-hmm. you got to know him, I was like, okay, okay. I should have just trusted Lucy. Like, I know. Why did you ever doubt her? <laughs> like, man, she can really, like, trick you. Because I was like, am, is this going to be the first Lucy score hero that I hate? Mm. He's I'm sure not. There's, he's not. Because, like, he definitely turns it around. Because he, he the people in his life, like he truly does care about them. Like, yes, he might not always show it in the best way or go about it in the best way, but he, he just loves like, and he loves hard, but like, he doesn't ever want to admit that. (laughs) Right. He doesn't want to be vulnerable. Mm -mm. And he thinks showing people you care Mm -hmm. makes you vulnerable, which in a sense it does, but it's not always a bad thing, but one of those people is his brother, Nash. So he and Nash, they, they have this crazy relationship where Nash is a cop. Knox does not like the fact that Nash is a cop. And so they, they butt heads a lot. And one of the ways they like deal with things is just to get into like drag out fights. Which I found it highly entertaining mm-hmm. it really is and like they're fighting over stupid stuff like when they're in these fights but it's like but there is like a a larger reasoning behind like the animosity mm-hmm. between the two of them and like you learn about that as the book progresses and you can understand like why nash feels the way he does and when he gives those truths to Knox, and it kind of like throws him on his ass a little bit because he never thought of it from that perspective because their mom passed away when they were younger and their dad kind of fell apart and so they went to live with their grandmother Liza J who I just love I think she's like amazing agree they don't call her grandma she is Liza J but then their grandfather died and and she kind of fell apart also so they haven't had the best emotionally like stable 
figures in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so when they're like, when Knox's life changed, like he's like, oh, I can fix these things by doing this, this, and this, but they, it wasn't done in a way that came across in the right way. Right. It didn't really uh, convey his actual intentions. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Naomi. So she's a little bit of a hot mess when she gets to town. She's in her wedding dress um, with daisies in her hair, which I just (laughs) loved. Um, And she rolls in, is meeting her sister, her twin sister, Tina, like sitting there like meets justice, the coffee barista who makes like the best coffee she's ever had in her life. And I think his name was justice. Now I'm like second guessing it. I didn't write it down. (laughs) But so she meets this barista who makes like the best coffee ever and then discovers her sister has stolen her car with all of her stuff in it. Aside from like, no, pretty much all of her stuff. That was a total shake my head moment because Mm -hmm. you just knew you knew mm-hmm. it was going to happen. Something was going to happen. And you're like, Naomi, why are you so trusting? Mm-hmm. Well, but then as the story goes on and you hear her story and how, how terrible Tina was like their entire lives, like you, you understand like why she's almost naive in a sense, because like she has focused her entire life on striving to be like the perfect kid because Tina was, mm-hmm. She was terrible, Tina. Like everybody in the town hates her. Like they, they, they refer to her as not Tina for the longest time because like they recognize like this is not her. Like she's, she's the good twin. Like Tina is the bad twin. So she's not Tina. She is hot, not Tina a couple of times too, which I thought was funny. I like that too. Yeah. Um, You definitely got to feel for why Naomi is the way she is related to her sister because at first I was like girlfriend like Mm -hmm. people don't change sister like Mm -hmm. like and that's the thing like she she really wanted to see the best in her sister but it's like after how many years like there I don't think there's any good left there yeah and I think that's hard like with any family member I can't imagine like with your twin Mm mm-hmm well, and when, when her parents show up, because they eventually come to town because Naomi has taken charge in guard, guardianship over Waylay, her 11-year-old niece, which I just love that name. Um, but they come to town and like you meet them and you're like, how in the world did this terrible person like come from these wonderful people? It's honestly amazing. Like... I was glad that it wasn't just like Naomi being a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, cause I feel like in so many books, it's like the entire family is terrible. And then there's like one good person. Like they're almost like overcompensating for the bad of like the rest of them. Right. Like they had like a traumatic childhood because their parents were terrible people or, mm-hmm. you know, just something like that. So it was nice seeing kind of like the opposite. Yeah. Maybe it's just the books I've read lately, but I feel like it's always like one good person with a terrible family, not. No, I feel like that's kind of a trend though, because you, you almost want like that damaged character and like how, how can they be a good person and what, 
Right. What was their motivation for becoming a good person and being more than what their family was? And so like, you have to question like, what was Tina's motivation for being such a trash person? I would love to know. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Wei Lei. So Wei Lei is this sweet, sassy 11 year old who has really been let down like her entire life. But it's one of those situations where like, you would think that she was a lot more hard and difficult and just not easy to deal with but she Mm -hmm. is that not that type of personality she's basically Naomi 2.0 yes like with a lot of sass like worked in that's a great way to put it Naomi 2.0 she was cracking me up pretty much from like the very beginning Mm -hmm. like just every interaction with her just had me smiling from ear to ear pretty much because I'm Mm -hmm. like wow like you can picture just like this little 11 year old acting Mm -hmm. that way and it just makes me smile Uh uh-huh well in but there there are some like poignant moments in the book though because after everything went down and Knox is a dumbass and makes his decision and decides he's going to go his separate ways because things are complicated as he likes to say like she she really throws like some truths at him like how she and Naomi feel like in like aside from like Naomi's parents like the people that they that are supposed to care about them like they're they just leave like the people like they're used to being like left they're used to being not wanted and he like it, it hurts him in a way like he never expected. But even the fact that like, I'm going to spoil this little moment, but like she doesn't wear the shoes that he bought for her. And he is like heartbroken at the thought that like, she doesn't want something that he gave her, but she tests like, she's like, you basically say we're trash and like, we're not good enough for you. I know that was like heartbreaking, honestly. And mm-hmm. I love in books where it's like the kid talking some sense and to mm-hmm. the adults. I love that because it it just feels so real because sometimes I think like the younger characters see see things so much simpler mm-hmm. than the adults do. So, well, and one, yeah, I, I agree. But yeah. one thing I like too, though, is like the town as a whole and like Nash and their other best friend, Lucian, who is kind of an enigma. You don't really know what he does. You just know he's really rich. Um, But both of them too were like, you fucked up. Like you need to fix your fuck up. Like you are making these decisions based on things that happened years ago. And like you're, you're spiraling like in that like past and like, but the town, like Nash's grandmother, like nobody is on his side. And like, he's kind of like, he's an Island in like the chaos because he he makes these decisions and people like up to this point have been like fine with the way he acts but like he, they truly saw like how happy he was and how much he cared for both of them and he he dumped it like it was trash essentially yeah no i loved seeing how the town reacted Mm-hmm. because like you said you know they were kind of fine letting him be alone his own little island doing things all by himself but then like this one they're just kind of like fed up mm-hmm. with him almost like yeah. 
like we don't even want to deal with your pathetic ass like Mm -hmm. well and like he owns the bar and they boo him when he shows up like he owns like this barber shop and like all of his clients are canceling and like rescheduling with other like the other like hairdressers and and there so like he really feels the effects of the aftermath of like his decisions but that's something too like there's a set of friends here that like so we have Steph who is Naomi's best friend they've been friends forever um and he like rolls into town on his in his glory and I just love him and like he's is constantly telling Naomi like flat out like no filter like this is how things are and she she hears him but like at the same time like she's stuck in this rut of like pleasing Mm -hmm. people yeah no I I loved all the truth bombs he would just drop Mm -hmm. on her like because she needed to hear it because she's such a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and while that's fine sometimes it was like oftentimes to the detriment of herself Mm -hmm. well but he never did it in a way that was like hurtful or harmful like he did it in a loving way and he was like I love you but this is like you're being stupid and then there's Sloan who is the town librarian who I think if I remember rumors like her and Lucy who like Lucian aka Lucy they are going to be book two in the knock them out series and I'm very excited for that because they have Sloan, like you would think she's this like buttoned up, like stick in the mud, but she is one sassy lady. And I think like if she was real, like I would be friends with her. I completely agree. I am super excited for that book and I hope it's like soon. I mean, I don't know. She has a lot of things in the work, but I know she does. And then I bet Nash and maybe Lena who I, I will let you read all about Lena on your own, but I think they might be book three. Yeah, I think at least Nash is. Well, Nash definitely, because we have to get a book for Nash. Or maybe there'll be four books and Lena will get her own book. And it's like a I whole like people, happy world of like knock them out. People would riot if Nash oh. didn't get a book. And oh, by definitely. people, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to message Lucy. And probably others. Like, <laughs> probably others but definitely you okay so this is kind of a moot a moot question here but did you like this book yeah I love this book I, I did read it too. twice already <laughs> did you I loved it too it I have yet to read a Lucy score book that I have not liked like in because she has this knack for having they're not over the top but they're over the top at the same time. Yes, I agree with that. And like a lot of them are super quirky. Mm-hmm. I feel like she puts a lot of herself in these books, like her and her and Mr. Lucy, like, like things that have happened like to them. I feel like she's like, oh, that would be a, a good part in a book. Let me just add that and elaborate a little bit. Yes. Okay. So who would typically like this book? Um, I'd say rom-com fans, uh, fans of small town romance where like the town is super involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And grumpy sunshine. 
Oh yeah. Cause he's super grumpy. That is like one of the, my favorite things to read is a grumpy sunshine. Mm-hmm. And like Naomi isn't like super sunshiny. Cause she has a lot of like chaos in her mind, but like she's sunshiny enough that it, like, it works really, it works really well. And would you recommend this book? I would definitely recommend this book. I would too. I'm so happy that I finally read it. Cause it has been on my TBR and on my like Kindle for for months now. And I kept putting it off. Cause I'm like, do I have time to sit and read 500 pages, which I always do. It's just, you know, rabbit holes happen and you just, and it stuck. can be daunting. Like you it see that be. 500 plus pages and you're like, Oh man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we may just pick your choice. Thank you, Rachel, so much for joining me on this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.